November 12, 2021. We're in Masechet Rosh Six lines from the bottom, the fourth word on the line. This morning's class and the classes throughout the week are donated by Jesse Sutton, Le'idui Nishmat Rahel Chaya Batzalcha, Tehi Nishmata Surra Bitzror HaChayim. We'll pick up again six lines from the bottom. It says the Gemara, Amar B'Yitzhak, Amar B'Yitzhak Bar Nachmeni, Amar Shemuel, Halakha Kerbi Yoseb Ben Kippar, She'amar Mishum, Rabbi Shimon Shizuri. If you recall, this statement, Rabbi Shimon Shizuri, went as follows. Primarily, fundamentally, it was just two words that defined his opinion, and that is yesh bila, which means to say, in a circumstance where everything that you gathered from the field, in one specific species, you brought in all of your rice grains, for example. The specific example he was talking about was fulha misri, you brought in that bean, that type of legume known as fulha misri. You brought it into your storehouse, and now uh, you have it all in there. According to his opinion, you can push all of those grains together, mix them up a bunch, and in turn, just take regular ma'asrot from it. What do you mean regular ma'asrot? I had some of the grain that was perhaps uh, status of last year and some of this year as well. And in such a circumstance, perhaps I have a problem because I need to take ma'asir from this year's produce, from this year, and from last year's produce for last year's uh, income. What's the halakha? The halakha is yesh bila, according to Bishmon Shizuri, which means to say our assumption is you mixed it well enough so that when you then take from it, it's equally proportioned within there the amount of crops and whatever it is from last year. And this year as well, and then you proportion it accordingly. That's the statement of Rabbi Shimon Shizuri. Shimuel, in turn, citing his opinion and saying halakha is so, appears to be telling us that yesh bila. The truth is Rabbi Shimon Shizuri was specifically mentioned in the context of, again, kotniot. He wasn't only telling us yesh bila, that the status is when you mix it up, it gets equally proportioned. He was furthermore telling us within the context of kotniot, what a person could do is as follows. If you recall with kotniot, you have a little bit of a funny situation. You have a growth or you have specifically a hashrasha, a uh, taking root in the previous year prior to Aleph Betishrei. You have then after Aleph Betishrei, you go out into the field and you crumble up whatever it is that you're bringing in, the rice grains or the, I don't know, what are we, poppy seeds or sesame seeds or whatever. And that might take place afterwards. How am I to determine this circumstance? One opinion, the major opinion of the Gemara is we go based on hashrasha. We go based on hashrasha means when it was rooted. The Gemara said, why do we, we go based on rooted? Rabbah, if you recall, defined that for us. He says, if you don't go based on when it's rooted, you're going to have a big mix-up because you're going to be bringing in, crumbling those the, the kotniot at different stages. As a result, it's going to get all mixed up. That's where we began this whole business. So as a result, the rabbis determined you go based on hashrasha. Said the Gemara, do you really need to go based on hashrasha? Can't we instead argue that you bring it into the storehouse? Who cares when you picked it? Just keep in mind, statistically, proportionately, how much you picked from then, how much you picked afterwards, and as a result, you just mix it all together to be Shimon Shizuri. On the one hand, Shimuel's statement is Halakha Shimon Shizuri, which appears to tell us Yesh Bila, that you could just mix it together and you're okay. Do we remember this discussion from yesterday? The Gemara says, Is it really so that Shimuel's opinion is that halachically speaking, 
we give you the benefit of the doubt that you mixed it up well enough to the extent that this is proportionately equal uh, throughout in terms of whatever you're dealing with. Shemuel said differently. When it comes to dry products, Shemuel's opinion is, he maintains, we don't assume that you mixed it properly. Except for yayin v'shem in beverages when it's a liquid, over there, you mix it up a bit, you shake it. I mean, come on, it's not hard to mix that up properly, at least in his mind, halachically speaking. Well, that being the case, we have a blatant contradiction in Shemuel. On the one hand, Shemuel told us, which we thought meant, yesh bila. On the other hand, Shemuel says explicitly, and bila when it comes to dry products. Answers the Gemara, ishtamitate. There was a forgetfulness, so to speak, on the behalf of Rabbi Zera when he asked this question. Shemuel's opinion, thirdly, so we have three things, this is the third statement of his, and that is that when it comes to Kotniot, contrary to everything we've been accepting until now, contrary to the opinions we saw in the Biraita and the Mishnah, that we go based on when it's rooted in the ground, Shemuel's opinion is different. Shemuel's opinion is it goes based on the final uh, maturity of that kotniot, of that legum, which means to say, not when it takes root, not when it grows a third, rather when it's finished. That's when you determine what year is it from. This year, well, that's when it's finished. It goes based on the year when it was finished. But wait a second, it took root beforehand. Doesn't matter. Hey, wait a second, it grew a third beforehand. Doesn't matter. That's the opinion of Shemuel. Well, what does that have to do with us over here? First and foremost, Shemuel is a new opinion. We haven't seen such an opinion. We didn't see it in the Mishnah. We didn't see it in the Biraita. Rashi is dumbfounded by the fact that Shemuel, who's an Emora from the time of the Gemara, seems to have his own novel approach over here. He's disagreeing with the with the, he's throwing uh, down the establishment, says Rashi, any other, I don't know where, which opinion he's basing himself on, but he must be basing himself on some opinion. But for our purposes, here's what happened in the Gemara. We had a statement of Shimuel saying that halacha is kirbishim on shizuri. Now, effectively, what that meant, if you recall, was practically speaking, I gathered all my legumes, I have them all in my storehouse. I can wait until after Rosh Hashanah, mix them all up and have no problem, just take my ma'asir like that. Now that statement is still true for Shemuel, not because you mixed it up, but rather because we determine the final product as the time for ma'asir. The final product will only arrive at after Rosh Hashanah. So again, practically speaking, if I'm not Shemuel, if I'm not Rabbi Shimon Shizuri, what happened is an interesting situation. The legumes, the rice takes root before Rosh Hashanah. It only then, some of them get crumbled before, some get crumbled afterwards. I'm a little bit nervous over here. I have to now figure out how to deal with it. I'm going to go based on when it's rooted. Shimuel says that whole thing was a mistake. Not because you have to mix it up afterwards, but the whole thing was a mistake. It doesn't go based on when it was rooted, which would have taken place before Rosh Hashanah. It goes based on its final maturity, which is always after Rosh Hashanah. That being the case, there's never a mix-up over here, says Shimuel. You're never going to have a necessity of mixing this up, you're never going to have, well, where did this rice come from last year or this year? Well, I know that it took root before. No, none of that, says Shemuel. Always, in terms of the seasons over here, it's going to be finishing its production, its maturity after Rosh Hashanah. As a result, that's always going to be the next year. That's the statement of Shemuel. So where he said, what he was effectively saying was, 
calm down. You don't need to get nervous about this. Rabbi Shlomon Shezuri said, just go into your storehouse and mix it up a little bit. Says Shemuel with a smile. Not because he needs you to mix it up. For him, you don't even need to mix up. You came to him, I'm, I'm panicking. I don't know what to do with my rice. How do I take my ma'aseh from it? Just, just follow Bishimon Shizuri's opinion. Do I really need to mix? You don't even need to mix it up because it's only going based on its final maturity. That's Shemuel's opinion, contrary to any of the opinions we saw before. And so fascinatingly, as I said, it's rare you'll find something in the Gemara like this, whereas everyone with regards to the time of Mishnah Deraita stated, and we have several Mishnayot, most specifically the one on our page from Masechet Shiv'it, that when it comes to Kotniyot, we go based on Hashrash, when it took root in the ground, Shimuel, who's a later authority, who's a late Emora, disagrees with the whole thing. He has a completely different halakha. That he shown him debate and struggle. Where is he coming from? How's he able to say that? And as I said, Rashi throws his arms up in despair and says, I just don't know. He must have found another opinion. Okay, well, that all being the case, the Gemara now has three statements, and we have about 15 lines to flesh them out, or less than that, 10 lines to flesh them out very briefly. Three statements of Shemuel, if you recall. Number one, going backwards, we have a statement of Shemuel. When it comes to Kotniot, we go based on Gemar Peri, on its final maturity. Number two, we have a statement from Shemuel, Halachav En Bila. You don't assume that the mixture was done properly. Remember that one? Only in beverages. Only in liquids. And number three, we have a halakha from Shemuel in which he says halakha is like Rabbi Shimon Shizuri. He's the rabbi who told us mix it all together. Three separate statements the Gemara is going to now question why he needed to make all those statements. Perhaps he could have said one and we would have understood the other. That type of statement here in the Gemara says the Gemara usiricha. All three of those statements of Shemuel were necessary to tell us his true opinion. Had he just said I would have thought to believe, which is the way I left you off yesterday, purposefully, that's what the Gemara led us into, that Shemuel's opinion is really like Rabbi Shimon Shizuri. If you knocked on the door of Shimon Shizuri, wait a second, I have all my, I have all my, my rice, what do I do? Mix it all up and put it in the storehouse. Shemuel, you knock on his door several hundred years later. Shemuel, what do I do? I have the same search. Go like Rabbi Shimon Shizur. You would have thought the reason is because you're mixing it up. It's not so. We know it's not so. He says the mixing up is not only unnecessary, it's un- insignificant. The mixing up doesn't work. He says, Enbila. Had he just said the words, the Gemara says, you would have thought to say, the reason is because Shemuel's opinion in general is, Yeshbila. when you mix it up, we assume, halachically speaking, the mixing was sufficient to make it equally proportioned. Kamashmalan, that's why we needed his other statement of Enbila. Don't have Bila. Now again, it's not even only going to apply over here, it's going to apply in general. When there was a full mixture, should I assume that this mixture now established a situation where it's fully mixed up? Says Shemuel, no. Had Shemuel just told us that second statement of, there is no Bila, aside from beverages, aside from Yayin Vishim, and I would have thought that he fully and completely embraces the opinion of the Hachamim. Kamashmalan, that's why he needed to tell you when it comes to your rice when it comes to your poppy or sesame seeds and you come and you ask Shemuel what should I do it's after Rosh Hashanah if I followed the opinion of Hachamim I'm in a little bit of a pickle I don't know exactly how to how to separate these I have to figure out what's from that so as the halacha says the Gemara that's why he told you he was never nervous about the so just teach us those two statements tell me on the one hand Enbila 
Okay, got it. And halacha kerebishi ma'on shizuri. And that much, I now would know exactly what to do. The mixing is insignificant. However, in terms of taking my ma'asir, I know I'm going to be able to take my ma'asir like kerebishi ma'on shizuri. Hava amina kashya dishmuela dishmuel. I would say, but that's a contradiction. On the one hand, in Bilah, but on the other hand, that's how we left off the day yesterday. It's a self-contradiction. You need it now. It's for that reason that Shemuel's final statement was necessary to teach us his true opinion. The Gemara really, just in these eight lines and then finishing in two more lines, really just fleshes out, I know it's a little confusing, what, what we've said. It's just fully reiterating it in different words. Each one of these statements are necessary, understand them each on their own, independent of the other, and then put them all together. Again, very briefly stating all three of the statements. Number one, En Bilah. I'm going in a different order. En Bilah means if you mix up the, the, the whatever you're dealing with, it's not considered a mixing which will bring it to proportionate, equal, uh, situation. Not so. Follows the opinion of Hachamim. Number two, Halakha Kirabi Shimon Shizuri. Halakha's like that, Rabbi Shimon Shizuri. Push it all into the middle, mix it. Mix it up. You just told me, Enbila. You can't mix it up. Third statement, it's not because of the mixing up that I told you you're okay. I was really meaning to say you're never going to be in this pickle because the full maturity of your kotniot is always going to take place after Rosh Hashanah. Your ma'asir is always going to be from what we call the shana ba'ah, the uh, the kotniot hadashim. Viashminan hakololecha hargmar peri hava amina afilu tebua vezetim. Had he just told us that statement of hakololecha hargmar peri, I would not know that when it comes to Tivua and Zetim, that they're different. What are Tivua and Zetim? You think uh, Yayin and Shemin. Tivua and Zetim, Tivua and Zetim is what we spent half of the week on. Tivua and Zetim is, it goes based on a third of growth. Had he told us this statement, everything goes based on final product, everything goes based on final maturity, I would have said it's not only relevant to Kotniot, it's relevant to everything. And he would have been disagreeing with any and every halacha that we know about, kamashmanan halacha kerbishimon shizuri, bemay de palik, and that's why his statement is halacha kerbishimon shizuri in the context of kerbishimon shizuri, which is the situation of kotniot. It's over there that he said that we go ahar gemar peri. Says the gemara in its final line, and I'm sorry if I'm confusing you, but just. Uh, rest assured, the Gemara is a bit confusing in this context, and hopefully what you've been able to understand is the statement of Shemuel, and then place it all into its appropriate situation, because what the Gemara really is doing is just pushing us back and forth on this issue in order to fit in this opinion, which, to a large extent, we began and ended yesterday with. Says the Gemara, Lamali, says the Gemara, Vila Ashmin Inan Hanetarte, Lakol En Bila Lamali. If you had just told me the statements of A, Halakha Kirbishimaon Chizuri, and B, Hakol Holecha Hargimar Peri, I perhaps would have known everything that Shemuel's opinion stands for. Number one, I would have known mixing, excuse me, Lamali. I would have known that the halakha is when it comes to kotniot, and only kotniot. What's the halakha? It goes based on Gimar Peri. 
that I would have known because he told me that. Maybe he would have been confused and said he applies that to other issues, meaning to tivua, to the grains, to zetim, to olives. That's why his statement is shizuri. I'm talking about the context of Bishmon Shizuri. Why do you need to teach me as well? Lakol en bila. You generally speaking don't have bila. I understood that. You told me. It was just for a side point. It's just to tell you that when it comes to beverages and liquids, we do assume for good reason that it got mixed appropriately and proportionately in that equal uh, apportioned uh, situation of when you mix two uh, beverages together, you assume and should assume that although one had 30%, the other has 70%, now, not although, now every scoop you take out will be 30 and 70 appropriately. His, again, you would have thought the other way. If I told you, in a vacuum, I walk into the room and say, guys, I want to teach you a law. I want to teach you, I, th- I think you, you might be the only one following here. Says the Gemara over here, I want to teach you a class about Ma'asir. And I walk in, I say, Abi, listen, here's the halakha. So what you walk out saying, the rabbi said, when it comes to all fruits, all vegetables, all growths in the field, it goes based on the end of maturity. Very easy. That's it. Finished. Open and shut. So the Gemara says, had he just said that statement, that's what you would have walked away thinking. But it's not his true opinion. How do you know it's not his true opinion? Because he said that same statement in the context of Halakha Kere Bishimon Shizuri. Bishimon Shizuri was only talking about Ful HaMisri. He was talking about Kot Niyot. I understand it was in a class where he was talking about Kot Niyot, about rice, about, uh, about the legumes, that he said this statement. All right, well, anyway, that all being the case, that's the opinion of Shemuel. That's our Kot Niyot business. I know we're looking to... Uh, not a brighter, but a clearer future ahead over here in the Gemara. It's coming. It is coming. We're still a little bit stuck in the fields. We have to understand our agricultural realities. And we still have Daf Yodalid and Daf Tetvav. But I assure you, Daf Yodalid and Daf Tetvav, although they are rigorous, although they're less applicable to us today than they perhaps once were, they're more applicable, as I've told you already more than once today, uh, to world to world Jewry, to the larger uh, uh, Jewish nation, than they really ever were in the last two thousand years, right? We have an establishment in the land of Israel. Whereas for thousands of years, the only relevancy in our Gemara was not Ma'aseh, was not Shemitah, was not Yovah, none of those. You would only have Orla. Orla, of course, meaning the first three years of the, of, the, of, the, of the fruit tree out in the field. That's pretty much the only, that would be the only relevancy walking through these sukyot. I plant a fruit tree, midrabbanan, generally speaking, we assume, orlat putzar, it's midrabbanan, al Moshe Sinai, maybe. Irrespective, you have orla, that's really the only relevancy. What other agricultural realities? Forget about not being farmers. What other agricultural realities do I have outside of the land of Israel? And for that reason, I'm convinced, by the way, that we don't have Talmud Bavli on Seder Zira'in because they were living in Babel. It was not that they didn't want to study it, but it was less of a relevant uh, endeavor for them. And as a result, furthermore, as I told you, when you're looking for these laws in Talmud Bavli of Ma'asrot, of Shemitah, really, where are you searching? These four dapim, these three and a half dapim, this is about it. That's it. You have Talmud Bavli, which is a huge corpus of law, and the only places you're dealing with Zira'in is over here, fascinatingly. Again, we do have Seder Kodashim, which there is Talmud Bavli, which is dependent upon the Mikdash. 
I guess we look forward to the Mikdash a little bit more than working the ground. I guess it's a little bit more exciting. I don't know. But anyway, that's what you have over here. The Gemara in its continued lines. I'm only mentioning that to give inspiration. Isn't it exciting? We're able to study something that's more relevant to us today than ever before. Or maybe I'm only speaking to myself. Says the Gemara Tanya. Let's break the statement down. Statement of Rabbi Oseha Gilili, first and foremost, is from a very curious pasuk. It's from Pasuk in the context of Hag HaSukot, once again. So Pasuk in the context of Hag HaSukot mentions Be'ospecha, as you gather, this is from Parashat Re'eh this time, Migornecha Umiyikvecha, from your goren, from your granary, grain area, and Yikvecha is your, what, uh, vineyard, right? When you're gathered, what's that? Wine press, indeed. Because uh, what's a vineyard? Isn't a vineyard Yekev? Okay, regardless, I mean, you know, the Gemara and Abu Dazara goes into detail. What is Yekev? Of course, it's relevant to matters of Yain Anyway, so the, that's what the problem Nothing to do with Maaseh, nothing to do with any of these sorts of businesses. The understanding of the Hachamim, and keep in mind, this is Asmachta, this is a Dindra Banan. We're about to explain to you the law of Maaser Yerik when you're taking from your vegetables, which is not a Hayu from the Torah. So we're going to make a Dirasha from Pasuk that contextually has nothing to do with this. The Pasuk is just talking about when you gather from the field. So the Chachamim are going to look at that Pasuk and say, that's defining what it means to gather these this produce from the field. It's not really. Okay, so what? So the Chachamim are making an asmachta. I'm just cautioning you. When you look into the Pasuk inside and you say, this has nothing to do with Ma'asir, you're right. This is the Chachamim making a derasha for their own law, not for God's law, for Ma'asir Yerik. Okay, well that being the case, what is the derasha? The Pasuk says when you gather in from the field, from your granary, grain area, and from your wine press, right? For each of those things. Now, says the Gemara, look at the similarity between those two things, between your grain and your yekev and your, and your grapes, let's call them. Shigdelim, those matters are specific and different. Shigdelim al meshana she'avra, umita'asirin l'shana she'avra. The way they grow is, um, there's water, which satiates the ground, which in turn becomes a part of the growth of the grain and of the grapes. And therefore, the water that rained down is held inside of the growth prior to bringing forth either the grapes or the grain. Do we understand again? We have to understand this in the following fashion. It rains. The ground is satiated. The plant of these, not vegetable plants, but rather the grain, the tivu'ah, the zetim, uh, the anavim, they are then satiated to the extent that the water which rains, let's call it two months ago, is now within this growth, and that's what's propelling its constant growth. So to give you a, a contrast over here, which the Gemara is implying and will say explicitly, when you have a vegetable garden, you are, again, I know nothing about that, I'm just going based on the rabbis here, you are constantly watering your vegetable garden. That's the way it needs to work. You can't just go based on rainwater, which satiated the ground and in turn became a part of it initially, which you will have by trees, for example. You won't have that by vegetables. You have to either constantly, you have to have an irrigation system, or you have to constantly be walking in there and watering the ground. That's the way it works with vegetables. Not so with something like a tree which has fruits. Not so when it comes to tivu'ah. Not so when it comes to zetim. Not so when it comes to anavim. 
Why does that have any relevance? Well, it has every relevance to us because the understanding therefore goes as follows. When I have the growth of my tivu'ah, of my anadim, the determination of when this item is, quote, finished for ma'asir can be long before the fruits came out. What do you mean it's long before the fruits came out? It's finished. The potential is there. Now you just need to hope for some good weather and you're finished. You're on your way. In terms of the water, the water's already in. When it comes to vegetables, up until you pick it off, they're still growing and they need that water. That's the difference, says Rabbi Yosef HaGilili, between when it comes to um, Tevuan, comes to Anavim, comes to Yekev and Gorin, and Yerakot. Yerakot, vegetables, your cucumber, your tomatoes are going to go based on when you cut it off. Why is it going based on when you cut it off? That's when you finished it. What do you mean that's when I finished did you, did you water it yesterday? Yeah, I watered it yesterday. That helped the growth. Whereas when it came to these other items, the water was there already. I just needed to determine when did it rain, and in turn, when did that rain soak into the roots and the stalks and the leaves of this tree. So that's the derashah. The same way when it comes to grain and when it comes to your wine press, they're specific, they're unique. It's very possible, and generally speaking, it will work that way, that the water that, quote, fell the previous year that's what's propelling, that's what's giving the energy to the growth over here. And as a result, therefore, when you take ma'asir, you're assuming it belongs to the previous year. Right? This growth, but it's only sprouting up now, but it's from past year. What are you talking about? The water which is giving its growth is from last year. And as a result, as Jeffrey pointed out to us, as we'll see again today, if it therefore grows on the seventh year, but you're certain, based on based on whatever your determinations are, that the water which is propelling the growth was from the previous year, it's permitted even on the seventh year. I thought I'm not allowed to enjoy any fruits or any growth from the seventh year. You are, if you're certain, and this is what we're spending our time understanding, that the water from the earliest, earlier year is what's bringing forth this growth. So to anything which the water which fell from the heavens, the rainwater is propelling this growth. You can then turn backward and say this is actually the growth of last year. This comes to exclude Yerakot. What are yerakot? Vegetables. Vegetables, the understanding is every time you water it, it's significant. If you stop watering it, it's going to stop growing. Go ahead. Even prior to that, yes. I mean, we do know something called sap in trees. Not really, but we know about the idea at least, right? Sap in trees. It means the roots in the tree is holding on to that water from beforehand. That's right. And the, this is the assumption. We've got to speak to an agriculturalist today to find out if it's the reality. It's certainly the rabbinic, the hachamim's reality, yeah. It's maintaining its water from earlier, and the planting was from even earlier, and everything that's coming up now, and you're hoping for the rain is for the future, not for, not for what's, what's affecting it now. That's the assumption over here. Through and through, that's the assumption in this Gemarot. In this Gemara, and it, you'll see it just a bit more ahead. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Rabbi Akiva seems to have an almost identical derasha, but you'll see it's a nuanced difference, which will have a halachic ramification. Pasuk again says, when you're gathering your stuff in the field in the time of Sukkot, he says, don't pay attention to per se when the rain fell or when you're watering this plant. Pay attention to how you're watering. Where's the water coming from? 
when it comes to my tivua, when it comes to my yekev, when it comes to my grain, when it comes to my grapes, when it comes even to my olives, the water is coming from the heavens. That's what we call Rov Geshamim. That's what the Gemara says. Magoren v'yekev miyuhadin shikdelin al rov ma'im. It comes from the water, which is the general, the majority water of this world, meaning from rainwater. Mit'aseri in the shana she'avra, and you push it backward. Af kol shikdelin al rov ma'im mit'aseri in the shana she'avra. So to anything that's based on water from the heavens, meaning rainwater, including, of course, fruits, which are only midrabbanan, but fruit trees are going to go based on the water that fell into the ground and satiated the tree previously. So, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, the, no, no problem. Third, the third growth, if it happens after Rosh Hashanah, but it was watered before Rosh Hashanah, belongs to the previous year? Yes, no. No, if the third takes, takes, comes up afterwards, our assumption is that that water is a later water. The point is, if it's actually going based, it's, it's a wonderful question, I can't fully rationalize it, but I can tell you the following. If it's actually coming from the water of the previous year, it would have been already a third grown by Rosh Hashanah. That's the assumption. Okay. That's, that's the statement. Using the water test. It's a third is just the siman for when the water went in. The kovea is the water, which is a, there's a beautiful thing to yeah, that in my opinion. If the third happens right after Rosh Hashanah, you have to assume the water. I mean, was the last drop that pushed it over the edge, you know, or, or at the ve- something like that? Okay. Yes. What do you want me to tell you? I, I, <laughs> we have to have a cutoff. After all, we do have to have a cutoff. Right. And again, I was speaking. We are speaking somewhat, I was going to say less scientifically, somewhat scientifically, but not fully scientifically. We have a determination and we have to make a certain determination and we need to base it on something and we need a certain cutoff. That's the way it's going. Uh, so, you know, you're back to your Rabbi Yirmiyah claim. The third, you know, anyway. So the Gemara, again, Rabbi Akiva, Af kol shkidelin al-rov ma'im mitasirin l'shana she'avra. Yaseu yirakot, this of course comes to exclude yirakot, vegetable shkidelin al-kol ma'im, they grow not only, and cannot only be based on rainwater, but rather they need drawn water, they need irrigation water, mitasirin l'shana haba'a, and therefore their ma'aser is going to be determined by exactly what when they're picked. Says the Gemara, I got those two opinions. Let me review them very quickly. Rabbi Yoseh Gilili and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Yoseh Gilili says, when did the water fall? Previous year? Well, that's why you're going to go based on previous year, Ma'asir. Says, uh, so when it comes to Yerakot, it's this year. That's his statement. Rabbi Akiva effectively says the same thing in different words. Rabbi Akiva says, well, when I look at the fruits, when I look at the Tivuah, when I look at the Zaytim and the Anavim, it's going based on rainwater. As opposed to when you're going in Yerakot, it's based on drawn water as well, irrigation water as well. I'm ultimately speaking, they're saying the same thing. Says the Gemara, my benayu. You needed two derashot on the exact same words in the Pasuk, which effectively end the same way and separate, distinguish between vegetables, which are going to go based on being cut, as opposed to everything else. The difference between these two, the, the difference between Biosegilili and Biakiva is going to be the halachic status of Beselin Hasarisin, which means smaller on, uh, uh, basil, onion, right? Smaller onions. It means you stunted the growth of your onions. You didn't want such big onions. You stunted the growth of them. And furthermore, Pulhamisri. 
Kula Misri, as we discussed already, is this fool which was grown, I guess, I guess, primarily in Egypt. Why are those? What do you mean? That's going to be the difference between Biosegli and Biakiva. Absolutely. After all, the Mishnah says Ditnan. The Mishnah tells us elsewhere in Masechet Shevi'it, if Beselin Hasarisin Uful Hamisri. These two growths in the field, two types of, one a kotniot and one a uh, the, the otherwise, but we're treating them both as vegetable, it's got to be, right? Uh, Batsel? Oh, a root vegetable, fantastic. So a root vegetable, meaning an onion, and kotniot, which you planted not for their seed, excuse me, pool, which you planted not for its seeds, but rather for its growth as a vegetable. We talked about the reality of uh, doing both. If in each of these circumstances, when you're growing them, you did the following. Now, apparently, as Rashi explains, and, uh, you know, amazingly, Rashi had access to this information as well. You know, it just humbles, at least me, that I know nothing about this. And even Rashi's just talking as a farmer over here. As says Rashi, the explanation over here goes as follows. These two types of growths, you need once every 30 days to give them water. That's it. You don't need to give on a consistent basis, although, as Jesse said, these are root, it's a root vegetable, or they are vegetables when it comes up, but they're different types of vegetables. They don't need a constant and consistent watering once every 30 days. Okay, so what I did was the following. I did it 31 days before Rosh Hashanah, I put some water into the ground. Now, Rosh Hashanah rolls around, listen to the circumstance. Rosh Hashanah rolls around, and they're coming up. What's the status of these items? Am I to determine them based on the previous year or this coming year? Am I going to determine it based on cutting, consider it like a yerek, like a vegetable, or consider it based on when the water went in, like a uh, tree, like a uh, a tivua? Why would I distinguish? You told me when it comes to vegetables, it always goes on based on uh, cut. Over here, it's not exactly a regular vegetable. These types of vegetables, I can just water once every 30 days and I did do it once every 30 days. I did it 30 days before Rosh Hashanah. Should I now therefore say that this is belonging to the previous year? After all, none of the water that went in within, uh, went into it was within those 30 days in which I could say that it's now taking effect after Rosh Hashanah or alternatively, is a vegetable always a vegetable? Now that's going to be dependent upon Rabbi Yosei Hagilili and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Yosei Hagilili will say to you as he told us, what's the difference between vegetables and everything else? He said vegetables, you're constantly watering and since you're constantly watering until you cut it, it's still growing. It's still coming about. It's still actively coming about. Did you water it in the past 30 days? You did not. So can you really tell me that in the past 30 days, the water that you've been consistently putting into it has been affecting it? Certainly not. So then what's the status going to be, even though it's a vegetable, to the previous year? That's Rabbi Yosei Agilili. Rabbi Akiva will respond, what are you talking about? It's a vegetable. After all, it's not rainwater that's sustaining this. You, every 30 days, it's true, every 30 days, but you need to water it. And Rabbi Akiva, therefore, would say, although you didn't in the last 30 days, all right, your business. You want it to grow it in some funny way, you determined or whatever situation it was, that your number count was going to be different. But ultimately speaking, it's a vegetable, and all vegetables will go based on lekita when they're cut out, says the Gemara. Again, this Mishnah, Betzelin HaSirisin, Upul HaMitzri, Shemana Mehem Maim, Shiloshim Yom Lepnei Rosh Shana, the Halacha says the Mishnah, Mit'asirin L'Sha'avar, 
their ma'aser is determined by the previous year, umutarim bashivi'it, and therefore if it was on the sixth year going into the seventh, and you didn't water it within 30 days of Rosh Hashanah, they're permitted on the seventh, on Shemitah. Vim lav, however, if you did water them within those 30 days, asurim bashivi'it, umitasirin l'shana haba'ah, and if you did within those 30 days put water in, then the halacha is it's going to be based on the coming year, it's going to be asur on Shemitah, and it's going to go based on, well, have no halachot of ma'asir if it's a circumstance of six going into seven. Let me repeat very briefly this last point that Gemara says we know. There's a difference between vegetables, banana, and everything else. Vegetables go based on being cut. Why so? Why should they be different than everything else? So the Gemara, look at the paradigm of growth in the Torah. Goren and Yekiv. What's their nature? Well, one of two things. Very similar. Either their nature is constant watering, as, excuse me, not, not constant watering as opposed to vegetables. Vegetables need constant watering. Uh, Goren and Yekiv need just whenever it rains, you'll be sufficiently provided for. That's one opinion. That's the first opinion of Biyosi Agilili. Rabbi Akiva's opinion is no. Just look at the nature of the water that goes into it. When it comes to everything else, it goes based on the rainwater. When it comes to vegetables, it goes based on your own watering. What's the difference between the two? Well, I'll find you a situation where you didn't water it in the days leading up to Rosh Hashanah, and therefore the claim will be that any growth that this is going to have after Rosh Hashanah is really dependent upon the earlier year. It's not because of the water that's saturated within it, which is sprouting forth in the coming year. In such a situation, Gilili will say, well, if it's not based on the water that's saturating it inside of it, then you're not going to go based on when it's cut, you're going to go based on the previous year. It has the status just like the fruit trees and just like the Tivua and the Goren and the Yekiv. That's going to be the Halakha according to Biyosei That's the explicit Mishnah, Masechet Shevi'it. Whereas the Biyakiva disagrees, the Biyakiva says, no, it doesn't work like that. It's not circumstantial. It's not about how did you do this. It's vegetables. Vegetables are based on a different type of water source. And since their water source is different than the Tivua and the Goren and the Yekiv and the Perot, it therefore will always have the status that you go based on when it's cut off, practically speaking, if you didn't within 30 days of Rosh Hashanah water these two types of growth, which have that type of growth, they could grow in such a fashion. What's the halakha going to be after Rosh Hashanah? Amen, amen.